everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black podcast. This is a podcast focused on the Radiant Black series, as well as other Masterverse titles by Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Costa, Michael Basudo, Becca Carey, and everyone else over at the you know Black Market Narrative doing other titles. This We're going to talk about the creators that are featured in this episode later on, but first I want to introduce my guests. I'm joined by my friends Ali, Matt, and Charlie. How's everyone doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a great couple of weeks, and I hope it continues. Had a lot of fun reading both Supermassive and Rogue Sun. It's probably the highlight of the month for me, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I want to say thanks for having me back on, guys. It was a lot of fun last time. Can't wait to talk about a couple of great issues. There's, uh, It's been a really crazy week, and more to look forward to this whole month. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah, Supermassive episode. We had to make a Supermassive uh, roster here, so... Of course, I'm pleased to have Charlie again. He's fucking awesome and representing Canada, of course. Go Canada, of course. <laughs> we got we got Nova Scotia on the map in Supermassive, by the way. Did you guys see that? It was actually properly drawn, not just like half-ass, like, ah, uh, yeah, whatever. It was actually drawn. Like, you got to point that out for sure. Man, can I, first of all, before we dive into, and we're going to be talking about Rogue Sun number one and Supermassive, but first, obviously, we're going to talk about Supermassive because that came out before Rogue Sun. Before we get into it, can we please talk about how amazing, beautiful the binding and the book just was, like, in terms of presentation and, you know, everything? Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten my physical copy yet. Uh, I did buy the Capullo variant for more than I should have, and it's nice. So I won't be looking at the bindings of that either. I'll be, like, encasing that in kryptonite or whatever. But, yeah, um, from what I can tell, it's nice. Bash you have a physical copy, I presume. Oh, yeah, dude, I, I got, like, five or six of the, of the <laughs> or more of the regular one. And then I got, like, a, a, I, 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 those three ratios, like, I'll admit the truth. So those three ratios aren't actually mine. One of them is mine, but the other two are, are my friends. We all ordered one each, and we shipped them to our friend in, in America because they, okay, okay. With that, yeah, that we got, we found a store yeah. with a very good discount. But we wanted to show yes. off, of course, because, uh, yeah, just why not, you know? The Brady Black. That's, that's a gorgeous yeah. cover, too. <laughs> That's a Dude, like I talk about, it. like this yeah. guy is a legend. Like we're not, that's why I'm saying next up McFarland. Let's put pressure. Like everyone out there, like tweet at Todd. Just tell him like, yo, stop oh, giving yeah. us some damn action. Every time he's freaking releasing a new action figure, it's a Batman variant. I'm like, dude, just give us Rain Black. <laughs> like, like give us something else. Like, I know that's a rights thing, and probably you know we're not there yet, whatever. But one day. Are you say like Capullo is a legend like it's information that people need to know it's not already like well known like his stuff is amazing when you see it, it's like oh that's bad of course it's Capullo like it just it has that grit and badassness about it like Capullo's stuff is, is the shit yeah and these foils are gonna be absolutely <laughs> crazy cannot yeah. wait for those oh yeah there was that was quite a day we were just watching the whole community uh, like, uh, on discord on twitter on all the social media we were just watching everyone buy their copies everybody was so happy to secure their copies we're watching the price go up because you know nobody knew what yeah. the price was gonna I, be i do want to say real quick thank you to kyle for the early bird pricing because that was that's a yeah. pretty cool move it's a legend yeah. it's a legend yeah. thing you yeah, the discord? yeah man and they were because they, because they priced it like it was early bird pricing for the community and everyone else like it was much cheaper than later on and it wasn't just the reviews. it was it was, it was a while for everybody like first three hours. Yeah, it, was, it was like three or four hours oh yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we were told at the time right and no then, no we had no, no idea apparently. nobody nobody was told anything well only thing we were told like and this was open information comic sketch are tweeted and twitter that they were going to have the covers out around like 8 a.m or something right 8 9 a.m something like that yeah. 
And then everybody was waiting. Everybody was waiting. And I remember, like, for the first, they were, like, 20 or 30 minutes late. Like, they didn't come out on time. And everybody was concerned. And people were wondering if colleges forgot or something. Then, nope, boom, they dropped. And everyone was surprised by the pricing. It was very good, very, very, like, honestly, very fair, very even generous pricing. And, uh, yeah, everybody everybody bought their copies. Some people even bought two and I know who bought three, but no, uh, <laughs> no, nah, nah, he's a deer and he knows who he is. But no, nah. yeah, congratulations to everyone who got a copy. Like, that's awesome. You know, we, we all know how big a deal this is for people who are huge, uh, massive verse rating black fans. And, um, you know, after reading it, just wow. This is the book that ushers in the Massiverse. This is like a big deal issue, not even talking about the, the debuts and like what it hints towards. There's a lot of foreshadowing for the future. We even have Malzahar's minions coming after Rogue Sun in the future. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 good stuff. And uh, these superheroes did well. It's a lot that you have to do to incorporate two superheroes we haven't really heard of. I know that uh, Inferno Girl Red is out in the wild for those that have Kickstarter, right? Has it printed yet or no? No. No, okay, then. No, this, this, is, is, this is the first appearance of, of Inferno Girl Red and Rogue Sun. Okay, great. So, by the way, we're going full spoilers for Rogue Sun today. So if you haven't read Rogue Sun yet, do yourself a favor and uh, read Rogue Sun. It's pretty sweet. And I am going to talk, we are going to talk about how these two kind of connect. But right now, I feel like anything right. pre-Rogue Sun, as long as we don't talk about anything in Rogue Sun 1, that's fine. There's foreshadowing at the end of Supermassive, like what he says. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I know it was a really cool crossover and... Uh, down as hell to talk about it. I got pumped up like the robot stuff in Supermassive. Like, goddamn! Like you could see, you could see the power, the Power Rangers. In right, right, let's let's go, let's go through it from let's the go? start. Yeah, let's go through it because because it's gonna be quick. Right? Supermassive is relatively quick. We're not gonna we're not gonna go detail detail because this, like we said, this uh, or um this is like you know like Kyle said, this is like a huge blockbuster thing. It's not like a you know a six. I thought the huge a, blockbuster was Spider-Man E.T. Uh, no Way Home. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, we're gonna get to that. Phone later. home, yeah. <laughs> that was actually that made me actually. That was laugh hilarious. Yeah, no, but and um, it works because the story okay. is, is very similar to No Way Home, right? Like you, right. you can tell that Higgins and and yeah. Groom and Parrot were in the theater going, "God damn it, oh, we were publishing this." This is their pitch. Yeah. This is their low key pitch right now, Sony. I hope you're watching, but uh, <laughs> no, I hope you're listening. Yeah. Actually, but uh, yeah, um, don't give it to Sony, they, please. They, they, Someone good. Yeah, we're not going to go through this in detail because the issue is very blockbuster, very action packed. And it was just, you know, that's what it's meant to be. So we started with like just a really cool deer. Obviously, you want to praise the amazing work by um, the, you know, the writing team is obviously fantastic. Kyle Higgins, Ryan Parrott, Matt Groom. But we also have fantastic artwork and coloring by uh, Francesco Mana, Simone Ragazzoni, uh, Igor Monti and incredible lettering by becca carey and you could just see right off the bat right like first two pages the colors are literally out of this world we see my jaw dropped when i saw that page two boom there's inferno girl red in all her glory and like what a way to make an introduction i feel like that is the perfect page we talked about uh, previously in this podcast how in the first issue one of the most iconic pages that you'll always remember as a radiant black fan reading radiant black is that first page when he first gets his costume on you know we know it's not marshall at that point but still that moment when you see radiant black for the first time you'll never forget it it was a gorgeous page and i just felt the same way for this inferno Gobert page right yeah no, that's a good way of putting it. It's it's awesome. We're getting right to it. I mean, the deer doesn't even have time to breathe. It's uh, getting messed up. And then we get demons coming through here, which kind of look like, uh, I, I, uh, no, I forget my comparison. No, it, it reminds me of a character from uh, Rylas of Aether. Shout out to the 15 people that know that game. But yeah, it, it's really sweet. And there's a lot of interdimensional stuff going through here. So yeah, I didn't know for sure. But now we know Infernal Girl Red comes from our own universe. Crossovers are kind of difficult. But as we mentioned, we know um, Radiant Pink could definitely pull her back in in the future if ever we need her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I guess once we 
once we get a little more extent of her like multiversal travels or the bigger wider universe we'll get a little more rules for that but that that'll be that'll be really cool to see i'm i'm curious to see that and i wanted to say these colors i needed to i don't know if it was the red the orange and the blue but a black light version of this comic later on when these are guys are flying man like i i I just i just saw that like the whole time because the, the the colors as they are are already amazing so yeah like black light that'll be a whole new experience the the presentation for this was smooth like basudo always kills it but it looked really slick in the lettering of course from becca carey right who's becca doing the lettering presumably yep. right yep. yeah <laughs> like the whole team was firing on the cylinders so on all cylinders like me on the basketball court these guys don't miss like it's freaking amazing like That's i cool. it's just clean just like the super massive like it's so sleek the title page with them in the background oh it's so clean we get our first uh you know, our first cut, like, uh, introduction to the context of what's going on, we see Jace. Um, shout out to comic Jace, who's uh, featured here just to die, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But, uh, you know, what, what a death. Um, spoiler. Anyway, um, we see that, you know, he's out there looking for some, you know, they're, they're investigating some interdimensional tra- energy transmissions. Uh, we see that apparently it's XL or... Not XL, sorry. We see that it's the guys from Epic Front, right? That's what they call Epic Front? Yeah. I think. Yeah, so... Oh the same guys who've been you know giving tech or whatever to uh anya sonia sonia sorry sonia and um yeah just like it's interesting that we have that immediate connection to radium black so immediately <laughs> we, we know that this is going to be something associated with radium black in some way and yeah the dude keeps going he keeps looking and you know he encounters this demon like that. This was actually kind of scary. Like, imagine you see this thing running at you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, he reacted as anyone would and got uh, chomped to bits. And then we get the huge intro page, which is gorgeous. Oh, this is an enticing intro. We already have the threat established as well as enter Inferno Girl Red. You've got a lot to do with these 55 pages or 51 pages, and they're not wasting their time. Yeah. Another thing I've noticed is our first introduction to Rogue Sun is... It's amazing. It kind of gives you the sense for what kind of how this guy kind of operates. Marcus is he doesn't fuck around like this guy immediately wants to pick a fight. You know what I mean? He, he'd rather uh, shoot first, ask questions later, as we see. So <laughs> he encounters, you know, some sort of demon who's clearly stepped out of uh, his his territory. And first thing he does is just give him the whoop down, tells him the first and last time, you know, he's rogue son. The realm is off limits. You know, make sure, you know, you can make a choice right now. I could, you know, burn you or, uh, you know, and, and send you that this way. This is Dalaran and it's an alliance mm-hmm. server. Get off my realm, buddy. Like, get out of here. You could definitely yeah. tell he he's uh, he knows what he's doing. Like, he's been doing this for a long yeah. time. It's not like Marshall who's kind of like winging no. it half the time, figuring it out as he goes. He's He's been no. through the ring already. Doesn't have time to to waste on these guys no he's badass with like now i can either take you into custody or burn your face off with hellfire yeah. like he's yeah. not uh backing down he's it's badass and uh yeah no rogue one and uh, rogue one <laughs> rogue son is he's freaking awesome yeah i mean you got a guy with two axes who straight up just was like we relent <laughs> i mean if that doesn't tell you something about marcus then i don't know what will yeah exactly yeah but we see um anyway this is the interesting part that i think a lot of people didn't recognize in their first read through we see here that he's talking to someone and after reading rogue sun well spoiler alert we'll have some assumptions you know what i mean but we're not going to talk about that yet but it's it's interesting to to speculate right now on who he's talking to because clearly if it's someone he trusts enough with his identity as 
as a rogue son, then it's somewhat important. Um, obviously, we have we probably have the answer now that we've read Rogue Son, but that's something we'll discuss later on. I couldn't podcast. believe that he had a robot maid named Jules. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but man, that 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 panel where he activates, where sorry, he puts on his helmet is so freaking cool. Like that just reminds me of like Tony Stark, Iron Man, and like you know the MCU <laughs> scenes, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks pretty kind of similar to the radiant helmet, but not really. Like it, it kind of it looks very symbiotic. Like it. Yeah, I wonder if yeah. there'll be a connection, right? Because he uses the sunstone and that part's part of a black hole, so it's both like intergalactic kind of stuff, right? So I don't know if there'll be there might not be some connection, but it is almost yeah. similar. Gives me all like, the all the energies. Yeah, yeah, uh, all, all the energies seem to kind of collect together. So yeah, you could be onto something there. Yeah, yeah, Bash, he, what'd you say? I was saying he gives me, like, Elsa Bloodstone vibes. Like, you know, but Elsa has yeah. the Bloodstone, and her powers come from that. This guy has the Sunstone. It's, like, similar in a way, but it's really cool. Like, I, I really yeah. like this take. I like, as we were, we were saying before, this book feels like it has a slightly gothic, like, uh, aesthetic to it, where the tones are darker, but there's still a lot of bright colors, and it's almost setting this, like, bleaky tone. And I feel I feel that immediately we see that as, you know, we go from this hero who in this page we're talking about, you know, he's on the phone, he's cocky. He just took care of this like quick, you know, um, you know, uh, thing on the side of the road real quick while he's on the way on his way out. And then we see you, we'll see what happens next to him, but we cut to our friends <laughs> and the most uh, pivotal scene here where Matt pointed out earlier, we cut to a movie theater, of course, or sorry, a, a movie store or is it a theater? It, it's a theater. It's a I didn't theater. know real world. Real yeah. world has a theater inside it as well. What the fuck? Anyway, and Marshall's uh, already has it on 4K as well. He already owns this movie in 4K, but they're replaying it. So I don't know. Anyways, continue. Yeah, so we're back in Lockport, Illinois. Uh, no, this is just real world. This is his work. They've got a theater in real world. This is wow. news to me. Yeah, yeah it's like, real that's, world. That's, we're that's just finding this out now. That's that's half that's store, half ass. theater. That's <laughs> weird. Yeah, okay. that, that's the, also that's, that's old school. It's original. Also, I like yeah. it. Marshall takes Marshall goes on dates with uh, with uh, with Nathan and his girlfriend. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. That, that, that's, the, that's the first thing I thought. But before we get, get into that, can we appreciate this man's movie taste? Spider-Man versus E.T. Phone Home. Ladies and gentlemen, we've seen Spider-Man No Way Home, but Spider-Man versus E.T. Home. Come on, with E.T. Phone Home. Like, that's clearly, that's a That's winner, the crossover but, everybody's yeah. been waiting for. Exactly. Probably, in this one, there probably is a universe where the E.T. police actually do use, uh, uh, what is it, like walkie-talkies instead of guns. So, you know, that could actually make sense. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I I really dug this. Is this supposed to be JJ slash Justine on the date with Nathan? See, that, that that's the thing that I honestly couldn't uh, figure out. Like, I'm, I really can't tell. I don't think they're both so, redheads. It, it's, I think, it's, yeah, it's, I yeah. I assume so because yeah. of the redhead. Yeah. Head. It's like her hair's kind now of. Now I think about it, yeah, it could just be because it's a different artist, you know, has a slightly yeah. different take on her. She or came all like the way back to check on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nursing. I uh, mean, good, good old, you know. I just want to say real quick, thank God Marshall sat one row down and not right next to them. That, <laughs> I, I just wish he was eating the popcorn. Well, like, what's what is the what is the purpose of this? Like, is he, he are they such good friends that he can't like not go with him to the movies, or is he like trying to like wingman him? I don't <laughs> think the girl know. I don't think the girl knows <laughs> that Here's he's up. there. Maybe here it is. You can only get in because it's Marshall and he works there, so you can't not he can't oh. not tag along. So that's what. Or is he still fired? Okay. Did he get his job back yet? No. So it's even worse. Mm-hmm. He's like going. To, oh, 
Yeah, no, it's oh, the heart disease. Says the but guy I don't know with if the he hot would... redhead who wants to kill him. <laughs> and it's just like I love how it like turns into like whatever at the end, and it's just like hello, Marshall. First of all, I just want to say I don't know if the implication is that he's looking at the big uh, Mac at the movie theater screen, but if it is, that's pretty freaking cool because like that's just a really cool way to illustrate the the scene. And uh, yeah, like it, it's really interesting that we see this because this is like. We could see that the relationship between the mech and Marshall is starting to change a little bit. It's almost like they're starting to have some sort of rapport here. It's like notifying him that there's like something you have to look into. Like you have a responsibility now, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like you got to look like Ash and Pikachu, really. In the first episode, they've they fought all the Spearow off. And now he's got himself a Pokemon (laughs) ready to use in battle later on, as we see. Except except Marshall. Marshall's the Pokemon, right? Like just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you never know. But yeah, I've, no I've, I've seen mechs suck things into him. <laughs> so I'm just saying. That's true. That's true. No, but it's really cool. Like right off the bat, we're getting the robot like super early in this issue. And uh, I this this crossovers have this kind of thing. I can't really describe it where it's like you kind of have to like tie things together. It's like it's weird that the robot is talking about this threat when we really only had the intergalactic threat. I, I can't really describe this phenomenon that like appears in crossover crossovers uh properly but it's it's really weird uh if someone knows what i'm talking about and knows i'm not crazy message me in the discord but yeah it's it's cool and he says marshall says we've got a real change coming up so does that mean they're gonna watch multiple movies is this like a marathon i think it is oh my god maybe because there's not many people in the theater yeah Either way, I don't think I don't think JJ is going to stick around that long. She looks a little pissed off about like these guys texting about their superpowers. Like I, I just want to watch a good Spider-Man ET movie. Yeah. I, I just love Nathan's reaction to watching Marshall leave. He's just like, oh, like you know, just or Justine presumably is just like, where's he going? He's like, oh, always somewhere I am, awesome. Yeah. It, it is nice to see though that they're. It looks like they're on better terms. I, I think after issue eleven, you know, we kind of got the vibe that Nathan was a little. Um, kind of irked or annoyed by Marshall having the rating, but it looks like they're they're back on good terms now. And yeah. He's listening to Sonya's Cosmic Podcast. God knows. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Nathan's got time now. He could go right, but I mean, that's got to bug you a bit if you had that power. He's, he could go full Smeagol right now. He could be biting off fingers before we get to issue 24, really, and throwing people in the Mount Doom. Like, who knows? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you took knows, a while, he, but yeah. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you oh never know. God. Let's hope he keeps his hey, hair. Hey, uh, Mount Doom. <laughs> it's funny. Anyways, it's all about the We already got Sauron coming to join him in a few yeah. minutes, so whatever. But he, he yes. doesn't Sauron. Anyway. So we, 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 you know, we, we jump back to Inferno Girl Red, and we see that, boom, um, Rogue Sun's next uh, rendezvous is actually here because he's encountered some disturbance apparently new to this universe. And we see that, you know, he's very, he's kind of an ass. Like, he's just mean to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just straight up done Inferno Girl to, you know, just head back on where she came from. And she's just like, look, man, like, that's what I'm trying to do. But you don't got to be like that, you know? And he's just like, oh, my God, there's something else I got to take care of in this kids here like why don't well, we you know he's been divorced back? twice you don't get there yeah. without being a little sarcastic or a little snarky so yeah he's a <laughs> but igr can, can dish it right back i loved her line about like and you're like a goth flavored superhero or a night themed demon like goth flavored i love that terminology <laughs> so good yeah no my groom definitely kicking some ass from his wedding i'm definitely looking forward to in front of red later this year you could really yeah, feel them. the fun you can oh, feel yeah. these guys had a ton of fun writing this issue um, her, des- her design is just awesome to be honest but yeah, um, uh, the next page, you know, we see them interacting more. 
um he tells her you know he tells her like this is what i do he's kind of being more of an ass about it like i'm i don't need a kid to tell me what to do blah blah, blah. and then of course we get the main man himself marshall shows up and he's just like oh my god you guys started the crossover without me <laughs> and, uh, i love it he just saw the yeah. amazing i mean we left the amazing spider-man theater but we left the clips there but the clips are coming with us where we are he, it's so spider-man-y with your sarcasm like spider-man isn't that meta with like fourth wall breaking but i the best way for reading black to join his crossover is mentioning oh you're gonna start without me i love that yeah, for sure. O- only fitting, and I and I love the I love the gravity around around these guys, and it shows how powerful the, how powerful he is. Like they can't. Yeah. Really and do this anything. is why we're not getting a radium blue. How are we gonna get a radium blue when his powers are blue? <laughs> like, yeah, that, yeah that's true. Yeah. People are always like, oh, like when are we getting a radium blue? Like, what's radium blue gonna do? Shoot aqua ball, like water at you? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like it's gonna be. Are they gonna do some things with fish? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Could be radium purple. Know. I think radiant green, like people are saying that, that's possible, but it's it, it it's difficult because of the whole Green Lantern thing they talked about before. Yeah. Anyway, back to what the topic at hand. We see the first, you know, instance of camaraderie and conversation around them. They hit the ground talking. I really like. I I feel like I don't know if this is like deliberate, but you can feel like the difference in generation between marshall and cassia and um, marcus because you know marcus being like the grizzled old veteran the dude with the divorces he's just like a bitter asshole but marshall is like you know he could be a bit of an ass he's cheeky but like he's very friendly when it comes to other superheroes he's almost like it's almost like he's a kid looking he reminds me of like the flash in the justice league when he met batman for the first time he's like oh my god you know what i mean like oh there's other heroes oh like i'm marshall yeah. nice to meet you, <laughs> you know? yeah it's a good point he, he also knows of rogue son so there's almost like a bit of like a celebrity a thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I've seen you over Mardi Gras, and I love that he has to mention that he was uh, flying high, ha ha, quote unquote. I love, I do love the way this this series handles, uh, you know, marijuana use in a superhero. They, they he smokes sometimes only when he's depressed, and he's busy all the time. He's not like you know, so they don't they don't do it, they don't stereotype it, and they don't say do it all the time because people drink all the time, and so does Marshall. But you know, they don't overdo it. But it is rare. You don't. How many superheroes do you know that smoke pot? You don't see it. That's another way this series is you know kind of uh, breaking the mold a little bit. Just yeah, saying. yeah, that's a good. Yeah, no, that is a good point. That's it's pretty interesting there, and, and I also sells it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I did, um, I did notice on looking on the next page there. Is that um, like a birthmark over Cassia's eye? Or yeah, I wasn't sure. Sure. That, that's what I think it is, but we don't know yet because for, I think it's a. Birthmark. I guess that'll be explained. Yeah, that's, sure I'm, that's I'm, I, I think it will be explained. But I told, I told. Um, What's his name? Uh, Matt Groom. When we, during our interview, I was like, Matt, like that's awesome. Reminds me a lot of. It like, looks kind of right. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds it. me of Echo, <laughs> like in the comic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she has the uh, the whole palm thing on her face, the whole handprint. Sorry. And uh, yeah, no, I, I also love her rationalization. I like that even though she's younger than all of them, and she's like presumably, I think she's a teenager. I think she's like sixteen. She, yeah. Yeah, she says like you know she can see that she's she's very calculated in her approach. She's like, I suppose there's not much point hiding my identity in a whole other universe. So, so it's like at least something she's considered. I like when superheroes think about things like that because you know it doesn't matter. It was like I know with Marshall, you could tell just completely revolves around his like more narcissistic personality. Where he's just like, oh, you know, hello, hello. Yeah, and she's got Cassia Costa, the like alliteration name, classic Marvel oh, kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, superhero naming convention. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, no, she, she's fine. The first shot of them all together, beautiful with their masks off, except for Marcus, of course, because he's an edge lord. And uh, <laughs> that's right, I use that word. And uh, he, they called him edge lord too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So in the next page, we see Jace turning into um, 
a big demon thing. <laughs> like I'm not sure what the name, the proverbial term is, but uh, he turns into a big goon, and next thing you know, uh, you know the three of them are almost like in a in a they're having like an ego contest thing where they're all trying to deal with it first, almost like oh I want to go deal save the day, I want to go save the day, and they don't realize that uh, what Radiant Black just told them that you know this thing vampires powers according to him so every time they hit hit it with any of their powers it seems to be making the thing even more strong because it seems it's to a be doomsday esque. yeah exactly so that's exactly that's a really good way to put it doomsday esque, and then we get the next page which we'll all talk about here but i'll introduce real quick because i know you guys want to talk about this the moment that the uh the big demon explodes and unloads all this like cosmic energy with unbelievable colors by Igor. Like seriously. Yeah, like, Igor's come to play today. Uh, we're yeah. dialing it up to 101%. He's fucking nailing it. Like Igor's colors are Igor's my favorite colorist in comics, bar none, like currently. No, Igor so. is unbelievable right now. Like it's if you like, please appreciate this person's colors because they are truly unbelievable. And, and please, please get him more Twitter followers too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he I forgot what the number he's trying to reach, but he, he yeah. deserves more total followers than he has right now. Oh um, yeah, and we'll we'll be singing his praises later on during the final play because it's amazing. But his colors are amazing throughout. But we do get our second mm, God damn it, which is like my favorite use of God damn it in the Radiant Black series. I'm pretty sure he's done that before, right? Where he just barely gets hit. Oh, I love it when he says that. It's yeah, but so after that, we get the most one of the most important pages of this issue is that we get. All three of them have this like epiphany moment where they almost could see the future. And I was like speculating earlier whether this is them almost gaining like, like temporarily powers of like radiant yellow, or maybe this is how his powers are like whether he could see the future because he said he could kind of see it. But yeah, they they almost get a vision where they're like seeing the future, and you see real world, you see in Marshall's vision, and we'll unpack this right now. We see first of all there's one, two, three, four, five, five images, and then the first one we see just real world just torn to bits, freaking death everywhere. And the next one we see what I'm assuming is Lockport, Illinois, or just somewhere in America, just totally blown up. And then you zoom out to another uh, uh, layer and you see that it's just a lot of parts of the earth Dude, like, are totally that's decimated. A lot, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you see those people we I saw from one, yeah. from. Earth. Few issues ago, reading black. Issue, yeah, it was it's the one where they get ported up into space by accident with pink, and then you radiant teal looking pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> radiant teal. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that that person looks very like thragish. Like we've been talking about, or maybe not thrag, but we've been talking about like who is like this big character leading this army, or who's pulling some strings in this whole like he's radiant quartet. He's got the flaming hair. Oh, oh my god. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, just... Those colors, those colors are unreal. I don't know what color this is. I've been kind of calling it like a phantom. Like Igor phantom invented radiant a new one I heard last week. That's really cool. That's a good name. That's a good name. Phantom Radiant. I phantom I, I, radiant. I just call them Radiant Ascendant. <laughs> radiant Ascendant? Yeah, no. I've seen he... some people call them like Spectrum Radiant or something like that. Ooh. Spectrum Radiant? I guess yeah, we'll cool. we'll find out soon enough. Because, I mean, if you if you mix all colors together. But, so but like, I, I'm assuming, you know, Kyle, you know, having three writers on something like this, you you have to not only balance the theme, balance the, the tone of the story, balance, you know, all the narrative things that you're trying to do, right? The plot, the, the plots and everything, but plot points, but also you want to put in little crumbs for the future for each of your series, right? You want to tease the readers for something that's going to come down the line so that they could co-grab your comic. And yep. 
I think Kyle doing this here is awesome because it really gives you a sense of the scale that we've all been looking for. We've all been asking, and this is all of us, not just us on the podcast here, not just us on the Discord, but everybody who reads Red and Black, they're like, when are we going to see those space moments? When are we going to see like the real space moments? Like, when are we going to see people fighting in the cosmic, all that craziness? It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's coming. And they gave us a taste here in this issue through the multidimensional stuff and all the different heroes and everything. We're, we're getting a taste of it here. But to see this a glimpse of the future, it's amazing. We see here that this this new player, it just the design is incredible. We, we like we've all we've seen is like the back shot. So it, I don't know what it is about rating ass that they're always teasing us with. But um, yeah, so we get a shot of the eye shot, the classic you know eye shot and side eye. Blah, also, blah. Uh, real quick, this gave me the vibe that he sees Marshall looking at him. If that makes sense, like he's kind of like yeah, like he, he knows he's being watched. Like yeah. there's a stare, like a, a far stare down going on. Yeah, because why? Why would he they turn got some around super and say vision? Zoom, yeah, right? like, I guess we don't know. He could he could have some super long vision. And he could probably no, he could probably scan for these things. Like maybe he can feel the yeah. radiant itself. Yeah. I imagine, right? Yeah. Some Dragon Ball Z. Oh shapes. yeah, he could definitely feel it for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's true. One thing I wondered: Zoom. if real world burns down and the firefighters come in and spray down the building, will there be like bath bomb water like running down the streets because <laughs> of all the bath bombs? <laughs> Oh my God. That would be the only good thing to come out of that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. But in 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 Cassia's vision, we get a completely different um, glimpse of what's going on. And I'm assuming this is Apex City, the city that's described to be um, where Cassia is from. And we see these really weird like crabs, <laughs> like the demon crabs that are just like yeah. <laughs> chasing this little girl. But the, but the best part of this is that while this girl's all crouched up and trying to avoid these things, someone saves her. And we get a glimpse of these three, like Power Rangers almost. There's looking, your green, looking, yeah, and there's, we yep, get blue. There's your green and red. Yeah. It's like, is the, are those Inferno, like Inferno Girl Green, Inferno Girl Blue, or just some some sort of something, something? Or maybe they're not Inferno. Maybe they're something else. You know, maybe they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The, the figures look feminine, so this could aqua be a very girl. Yeah, aqua, yeah, aqua girl or, or uh, like uh, blue. Uh, Environment girl green. <laughs> <laughs> green grass. Yeah, yeah, Captain Planet shit up yeah. in this. But no, uh, I think it's really cool. So these, so that's potentially two cameos right on top of uh, Phantom Radiant back there. So this could be, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, 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 I just love the, the narrative aspect of it, of just teasing us of the cool things that are to come. Because we, we have no ideas. People, maybe people who, I personally missed out on the Kickstarter for the Infernal Girl Red, unfortunately, but you betcha I'll be there for future ones. But anyway, um, I know people have gotten their first few teases at Inferno Girl Red uh, if you've like, contributed to the Kickstarter because they posted some things online. And I don't know how much of the story or narrative they've shown, but for me, this is like the first real exposure into uh, like uh, Cassia's world. So And she's fun. She's fun as hell. Oh, yeah. And, and her design is amazing. I actually really enjoy her character. Yeah. I think she looks the most Power Ranger-y of the three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 100%. That's not a bad thing. No, um, no, no. Moving on to the next page, can I talk? Can I mention a spoiler about Rogue Sun? I mean, spoiler it, alert, maybe. We know spoiler that yeah, this has alert. been mentioned by by Ryan before about uh, like it shows uh, presumably a death of Marcus Randall Bell, right? Like we see. Yeah, it. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, that so we know the premise. Yeah, that was his, in the ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah. son gets the power. So I didn't really realize this myself until just thinking about it now. But yeah, this is Marcus seeing his death and then seeing. Um, is it Dylan that takes on the mantle? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we see Dylan. So that is Dylan at the funeral with it. So he knew his son was going to 
But then I could get into something even spoilery yeah. about the end of Rogue Sun, which I guess I will save it for the end of the podcast when we do talk about Rogue Sun. We'll save it for there. But yeah, yeah, I thought this was a very interesting way to do it. And I'll, I guess this is the first cameo of his family. I mean, is that a spoiler alert to show other family members of like? No. Uh, no, I, I mean, whatever. Well, yeah, his family. Well, you, you can see, you can see his the two families. There's the first family with yeah. with his wife and 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 uh, Dylan, and then there's the second family with Brock. that's Ari and Dylan. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's interesting. We see the family. So this guy thinks his death is coming. So I guess death isn't a shock for Marcus, which is interesting. And yeah. who's that figure at the bottom? I can't Ooh. tell. I, I've been staring at it for a while. It's, it's it looks... Naboo. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the big boss of whoever we're tangling with in Rogue Sun 1. But anyway. It's it's probably like the actual, like the personification of the, the Sunstone or whatever, the power itself. Yeah. I think yeah. it's Dormammu. Or, or and... maybe he's just gone like binary mode there. <laughs> he just activated his flame on mode without the helmet. No, I think it's Dormammu and uh, Parrot got the keys to the kingdom and it'll be writing Doctor Strange and Rogue Sun oh, at the same okay. time. Jed just got kicked <laughs> off. That's what I think this yeah. is indicating. There uh, we go. We're foreshadowing right, so, so we'll, we'll go a little bit faster here because a lot of it is skippable. But, you know, next page they get their asses whooped. Um, somehow we discover that they've lost their powers. Everyone tries to reactivate their power. Um, doesn't seem to be budging. So what they decide to do is find some transportation and deal with that afterwards. And we get the charming. I don't know which writer suggested this uh, particular It's the line. best pun. It's the best pun. <laughs> Yeah, just you get this this charming. Your insurance covers giant monster attacks, right? <laughs> and he's just, I was like, I'm sorry. So not even that, I mean, but current affairs, current affairs people. Oh, that's the best fun. That is terrible. Yes, that's why I'm here. Current affairs people. It it works because you are renting cars. It's the affairs of. Oh my god! Like there should be an Eisner Award for puns in comics. And Kyle Higgins. And, oh, I mean, this feels yeah. like Higgins, but it could be Parrot or Groom. Oh, my God, it's so good. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we see we see that this is essentially them getting to know each other, them bonding. Um, we see immediately that Marshall and Cassia take, take to each other in terms of uh, just friends, being friends and having a good camaraderie because they both seem more open to just, uh, you know, getting through this thing with some teamwork, whereas... Uh, the the feeling with Marcus is that he's much more of a loner. He's not really used to hanging out with others that he doesn't really approve of from what it seems. And he's kind of an asshole to them. He's like very passive, hardly speaks to them. Whenever they're suggesting places to go, he seems to be really always denying them. And uh, I think one of my favorite moments is, you know, when they're sitting in the car, stopping at different places, getting gas or whatever. They stop at this Waffles house and, and Cassie just asks, so the building's made entirely out of waffles. And what a depressing yes. world she comes from. No waffle houses. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. I would have I would have been like Kirkman in The Walking Dead jumping off a bridge in a few seconds there. But um, one thing, um, there's a lot of big ice cube energy coming from Marcus driving these people around. And like, are we there yet? Like, it's very... You know, has anyone mentioned Are We There Yet in comparison to Supermassive? No, that's why you listen to this podcast. But I, I didn't expect to get a road trip comic in this. We got like a nice mini road trip arc, and it was so nice. It was something I didn't know I needed. Yeah, and, and this is a really good way to flush out all the characters. Yeah, it's true. Um, I love how Cassie gets to drive for the first time, and she's like, yeah, it's really not that exciting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it kind of sucks once you get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. It's always having it's nice having those little back and forth between characters. And it's nice when they can isolate like parts of the group too. you can get like kind of individual relationships kind of build up there. So I, I really like that, too. And partially what I like about this is I love the dynamic between Marshall and Marcus. And there's a lot of like you can see that like 
he's not used to being Marcus isn't I don't think he's used to being a dad that much well he, we learned that he wasn't around for much of uh, his no you, you you can see he's shitty at like being a mentor <laughs> and you can see that Marshall's also looking for some advice from a veteran like this person is a veteran superhero Marshall's trying to get a feel for like what he's in, in you know what he's in for and this dude's just like am I supposed to feel sorry for you, <laughs> you know what I mean like is this like I was I mean, eight Marshall's years old, trying you know? really hard, and, and Marcus yeah. is not giving him much. No, he's like, I was eight years old. I heard a crash from my parents' room. You know, like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I watched my dad beat the shit out of my mom, yeah. and I found out he was the rogue son. So that's the kind of world I come from. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, Marcus, you fucking Clint Eastwood vibes going on here, bro. That's such a good elevator pitch, though, for rogue. So I'm like, oh, god damn, I'm so interested. Like, that's actually a really cool hook. No, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really cool. That's, that's why I'm so keen on something else that – I think you're going to bring up that happens on, you know, something in Rogue Stone we'll talk about later. But, yeah, like that – this element I feel like will be explored later. But, um, you know, yeah, we, we see that they're driving. They get back closer to the location of the energy transmission, and they, they've spotted their predator because they find that it, there's just, a, you know, a car that's blown up somewhere in North Dakota. Literally, that's what it says, somewhere in North Dakota. I love it when he and, said when he says somewhere <laughs> in North Dakota, and then they use that as the Chiron. Oh, it's okay. But, yeah. But, yeah, we see, you know, this is round two, fight, and it's um, – Fight. It's, it's the three mortal versions against uh, the pig demon. And, um, you know, we see that their plan goes to... It, it, they have a good plan. It's it's slowly, you know, working. But what they didn't anticipate was how much stronger the, the big beast is. Yeah, he's been hitting the gym. He's getting swole. And he is... <laughs> he's ready to go. Jace is like... His career beyond YouTube has really gone... He's going places, literally. Somewhere in North Dakota. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Shoutouts to him. I wish I could get my ass kicked by the three of these guys and a giant robot later on. Like, it's it's really cool. And it, it the villain doesn't need to be super fleshed out in this because it's all about the characters. We just want a, a big threat, and we get that big threat in Jace, the, the the giant green lizard. And I love how they have to fight it without their powers. We don't even need Robert Downey Jr. to come down here like, kid, I'm taking the suit away. They already lost their suits. They know the score. Like, hey, we can take this thing out. And it takes it takes some cojones to go after a giant lizard. Like, Jesus. And and Cass is the one who delivers the blow that really, you know, gives them their powers back and juices the big kaiju thing down back to, you know, like uh, deal, you know, manageable levels. So it, it it's really interesting to see them work together to have that like like you know that trust, but also you know they're all kind of putting the, their hands yeah sorry they they they're placed in the corner like hands behind their backs. They don't really have a choice. Speaking but, of hands behind your back, uh, Marcus does a Naruto run too. He does the come on, come on. He's got the hands behind the back and the Naruto run, which is pretty. Sick. <laughs> but yeah, um, we, we we you know you know it's been coming. We've been waiting for it the whole uh, the whole time. But once you finally get the page where they get their their powers back, you've been waiting for it, and here it is, baby, the money shot. But they both they all put on their powers, and if you bought this book physically. And you read it. You know it. it's been coming. Yeah. Here it is, the money you know, shot. Okay, like, you said that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we, we talked about it. We, we the, the people who, and this was a question on the trivia as well, the people who make this comic, Kyle and all these people, they love Wizard Magazine. They grew up comic fans. They read comics. They read Wizard Magazine. It was part of the culture back then, before the internet, before everyone. Big Bang Theory. Your dolo, yeah, your dosage of comic book culture and content. And as someone who grew up, like my father read Wizard Magazine, and he told me all about it and its impact. And of course, I read his old, ver- you know, versions going. Where he gave you the Sunstone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad we, I'm glad we know where this is going. 
Anyway, so Wizard Magazine had a lot of these foldouts, and, you know, comics in the 90s had a lot of these gimmicks in general, but some of the gimmicks were actually good. Some of the gimmicks, people enjoy these. And I personally loved this gimmick. I loved it so much. Like, did you guys feel the same way? Like, once you opened that page, did it just blow your mind? I stared at that page for, like, literally a good five minutes. This might be my favorite. Yeah, this is is our new Twitter, like... uh, um display photo deservedly like the, so yeah like for the what's, what's the thing what's the thing the behind banner? the display photo the banner yeah, yeah. Banner. it's a twitter banner it's just beautiful like this is the best page with all of them yeah like that class. background you got those little greens coming out of the back like oh. that, that's where you need the black light and shine it on the back there oh yeah. man mm-hmm. so thing, if you thing, haven't this. gotten this physical it's i think it's definitely worth it just for this Oh yeah, just just literally just for this page alone. Like I I'm 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 considering getting another copy just so I could like maybe tear it out and put it on the wall, like frame it. Like that, my God, yeah. that is that's if that's on a poster. I don't know why they make posters if not to put that to like print that out. Like that's fucking yeah. sick. Oh my God, and and it just like this was the money shot. Like we know it. this was the page that we were all waiting for. This is the the most beautiful splash page. Two splash pages right here. The page where they. You know, they got that Power Rangers iconic vibe scene going on where they're all equipping their powers. And someone brought this up on Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. But they said, I find it hilarious how Rogue Son and, and, and Cassia both have, you know, their, their like little, uh, yeah, their little commands to equip their powers. And yeah. Marshall's just there like, Whoa! <laughs> you know, like, yeah. he's just there. <laughs> like, he's just he's there. more of a cow a guy, the Power Rangers. But these guys are obviously big on the Power Rangers. I love how in the page before the big spread page, uh, uh, Marcus kind of looks like He-Man uh, to me. I don't know. I get He-Man vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's the hair. The hair, I think. Yeah, it's the got hair. the curls on the side. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that spread page is like one of the best I've seen. Dude, he reminds in... me of the main character from Oblivion Song. I forgot his name. Oh, That's Nathan. Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. Yeah, another Nathan. Uh, he reminds yeah. me of Ed more, to be honest, because he like has longer hair. But yeah. Yeah, one more issue of Oblivion Song after this week's, and so I'm excited for that. But anyways, um, the colors are amazing in this like sequence holy shit like i just wish more stuff would bleed and more we'd have like more liquids for marcella to make look fucking amazing because he just kills it it's just this like hyper stuff like something i did i did want to say and i i don't read much power rangers or know much of that um how inferno girl like she ignites her thing i noticed that right away i thought that was really cool the way she kind of like activates it with the two fingers like i don't know if that's a thing that like have like if that's a thing that's been done before but i thought that was pretty cool that's awesome yeah that's so cool can you imagine i i can't wait if these if these get shows down the line we just have like one one one-off supermassive crossover and just make it like anime or something oh my god that'd be sweet oh man but i I love uh, Rogueson's quote is one of my favorites here when they're like they're talking about who's gonna take the lead and then the and then he just says like fine punch it until it dies it's so good it's so, so simple <laughs> yeah that's so super easy comments, enough really, yeah in that show yeah. yeah and he's just yeah. like straight yeah we get the most gorgeous I you know panels of awesome colors artwork again Simone Ragazzoni Igor Monti Francesco Mana doing some amazing work Becca Carey killing it with the lettering fantastic work check out their other works if you haven't. One of my favorite pages in terms of the action scenes is the one where Inferno Girl Red and uh, Rogue Sun are, you know, launched together as yeah. like a bullet. Got a nice fast <laughs> the rail gun. Rail gun. Yeah. Rail gun was yeah. sick as fuck. It's my favorite use of Radiant Black's power so far, other yeah. than maybe the robot. Like the robot is kind of different than like the gravity powers. So I'm putting no, those no, no, the, the robot was my favorite thing. When the robot happened, I was literally like flipping shit like a kid. I was like, oh, freaking, we getting I, I was like jumping up and down. Yeah, I was. I, I was like, I felt like it was gonna come because I, I, you know, I know Power Rangers, you know, with the Megazord and everything, they do that a lot. 
But I was like, oh, man, like, if they could do it here. And then guess what? The next page, you know, Radiant Black finally gets his juice back. He looks like he's about to get explode. The big mech comes out of his chest again. We see some freaking kaiju battle of the Radiance and the, <laughs> the demons and everything. <laughs> this was it's, it's absolutely insane. crazy. Oh absolutely my insane those colors in the back that background like those lines coming down towards the middle that, that yeah that whole thing was absolutely insane but he's ultraman yeah everything got like pacific rim in this you got like you know invincible elements of everything you got everything you could want out of a comic book in this yeah i love yeah i, lo- I love that point i wasn't expecting to see um like pretty much anything like progressing the radiant black or anything we didn't know let alone seeing all this future stuff or this freaking robot jumping out of him and going to town so that was just that was just amazing when nathan hears about this it's just going to be like the arthur fist meme of like god damn it he got these giant (laughs) (laughs) that punch that punch was awesome (laughs) oh my god and then my my personal favorite like page other than of course the amazing splash page actually this might even be my favorite page because this just blew my mind like this just made me a six-year-old kid watching power rangers at my tv set again is like you know he just tells them that i'm gonna quote him directly enough i need more of your justice and then they're like and <laughs> is like first of all ew second of all we're not energies mixing how we got into this mess in the first place and then you know marcus being the ass he's like she makes a pretty strong point and and then marshall of course as dramatic as he ever is, he's like listen i know i screw these things up i'm a mess and it's a typical peter parker fashion but like also you know himself because that's he's just like this weird mix and he, please just trust me here and they're just like you know what screw it they put his their hands on his shoulders. They start, you know, combining energies. <laughs> you see, oh my God! You see the mech grow wings and start to like drip <laughs> fire. Like, what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Going back to what Charlie was saying, this the the next page when the when the guy when the robot gets his wings, that'll be a dope page in Blacklight too. They say every time a radiant bell rings, a robot gets his wings. But that was fucking sick. So do you think that like it's these specific powers that made the robot like this? So if we get like pink's powers and yellow's powers into this, the robot will be different. Yeah. I don't know, but if, if, this I, I, issue, I so. if this issue gets reprinted, this should be the cover, like right there. Yeah, and if you don't pick up oh, Radiant yes. Black or Supermassive based on that cover, then you don't like comic books. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> it's like it's it's friggin' sweet. Like, god damn, like. The, the, the colors like this i feel like this issue is like the all the artists and and basoodle and letters and colorists like i feel like they got powered up by some magic juices because like they they killed it like this crossover is badass like every like the big two are gonna have to do something really amazing this year to make a better crossover than this oh yeah and i mean they have some pretty good books going too like with the devil's reign and everything they've had some pretty good shit going and i still think you know supermassive is really underrated like i, I I think more people will be talking about it soon as more people start reading it and everything. Some people were talking about how like the five ninety nine price might deter some people, and I kind of agree. But I think once they see the quality of the book, like they look at the pages. binding, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely worth to point out. Oh too, yeah, they oh, used yeah. every single page to its fullest. There's no ads. There's no. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Like the binding it's, is beautiful. The cover is beautiful. It's it's a well-made book. Like it's not like, you know, they don't use that cheap cover cheap. stock. Yeah, there's just yeah, one Marvel. tease for another series that's two pages and also looks badass. We'll uh, I'll mention it later on. Yeah. Anyways, we see that, you know, Marshall saves the day. He blasts the the uh the kaiju with some energy, like Iron Man style. 
Um, they seem to go back to their normal human forms because Marshall is very sleepy, and he asks if someone could get him, give him a lift. And <laughs> no, and Cassius just like has that sigh. But I love that battle of her just you know carrying him back, fighting gender roles. There we go. He's he's <laughs> exactly. the damsel in distress right now. So exactly. you know he's all tuckered out. Yeah, and they're back to a barn of all places, you know, talking about going back. They're happy to have met each other, all the typical superhero stuff, you know. So my favorite, you know, cliche ending from Infernal Go and she's just like, it is extremely cool. So next time party at my place and off she goes to her universe. Is but, it cliche, though? I like that a lot. I like it a lot. No, no, going to my universe. Party at my place, my hey, place. Maybe being it's foreshadowing, too. Maybe yeah. we'll see Marshall in her universe soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. we hear him talk to Marcus later on about I might need your help. Like, spoiler, we know that Marcus, you know, is not long for this timeline. And so, I mean, maybe we'll have Dylan team up with him. But also, I assume Infernal Girl Red might make a pop in, right? This might be like the Invincible War where we have to bring in all the guns for uh, this big uh, space battle that's been foreshadowed. Like, just, just leaving the door open for the opportunity yeah. itself is smart because then they have leverage. So I think either way, like, good move from the team. The team seems to always know what they're doing, right? They, these guys are they're kicking your ass, and you know, just keep, 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 keep it up. And um, yeah, it ends with a really nice, a wholesome moment where you know we see that Marshall's asking Marcus for advice, and he doesn't particularly like the advice Marcus gives him because you've got like you know basically you got to figure shit out on your own, and um, you know, you know if you if you try if you try to face what's coming, you can't be called a coward, blah blah blah. And, you know, Marshall's reaction is like, I really should ask Cassia because <laughs> he just seems to have gelled with her more. And I but, feel like uh, people are still going to be calling Marcus a coward. Like, I'm pretty sure Dylan would still call him a coward. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we, we see that Marshall, because he's all sapped from the uh, encounter, he just passes out on the barn. And uh, as Marcus is walking away, and this is like the moment where again, maybe this guy isn't a complete bastard. <laughs> but, he uh, yeah, yeah, he sighs and he turns around, sees that Marshall's just all like, you know, out uh, on, you know, no blanket. So he gets Marshall a blanket and covers him. And that's the ending to Supermassive. Wow. I want to see what Marcus's grandfather's, what Marcus's father is, uh, no, his grandfather's like. Because if his dad is that dicky with the powers, was his dad a rogue son before him? And maybe he was like doing heroin or worse drugs. And maybe it's like Jin Pachi yeah. style from Tekken. But <laughs> it just gets worse and worse down the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you uh, go further up the family tree, it's just uh, more rotten fruit up there. But who knows? Either way, that's a shady spot to end the crossover with my perspective. But yeah, this this was super massive. This is badass. I mean, if you thought it was the stakes, like, oh, they lost their powers, whatever. Like, we got giant robot fights with fire and wings coming out. Like, what more can you ask for in life, let alone crossovers? I mean, it's been a year, and I think we've seen four titles right now that are associated with this massive verse. And we have the first teaser for the bottom, for the fourth one on the bottom. But we see here that we have Radiant Black created by Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Costa. We have Rogue Sun created by Ryan Parrott and Abel. We have Inferno Google Red created by Erica Derso and Matt Groom. We have The Dead Lucky created by Melissa Flores, French Carlo Magno. And character design by Federico Sabatini. Sabatini. Yeah. Man, come I on, love this. get better than that. Sabatini, he's a legend, if you all know. He's the guy who did our Radiant Black uh, podcast banner at first. Not the one with Invincible, the first one we had. The sweet ass, like 12, what is it? Was it cover yeah, three? I think I think it's the 13 or 14, 125. Yeah, it's okay, the 14 yeah. or 15, 125. It's one of those. The one to, yeah. I was and, off on yeah, both. Yeah. It's gorgeous. But we, we saw this dead lucky and. You know what I noticed is that Dead Lucky was actually... T- like, this is her first appearance, I believe. I think it's a her. I'm assuming it's a her. Um, I, might, I might be mistaken. They have to keep a Dead Lucky on the DL, yeah. though. On the down. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, they have been, but 
if you oh, notice, no, we kind of um, we actually saw Dead Lucky already, but nobody knew who it was on the gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous variant, uh, the Diego Sanchez variant for issue number fifteen, the Pixel variant. Dead Lucky is on the bottom left of the oh. roster. Wasn't yeah. she uh, in? Uh, Rating Black 7 too when they went to Tokyo. She, I'm pretty sure she was one of the billboard characters. And the billboards, the one yes, on the top. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rogue Sun yeah, was yeah, there. She was call. there too. Yeah. So every single property that we just discussed, the Dead Lucky, Rogue Sun, and um, hmm. um, Inferno Girl Red, they've all been teased in that issue of Rating Black. They've Damn. all teased on those billboards. Yeah. And then you look at the issue 16 or 15 uh, cover B by Diego Sanchez, this gorgeous pixel cover, which is a must buy if you're a Radiant Black fan. I mean, this this cover is amazing. You've got Radiant Black fighting Blaze on the cover. And yes, I finally caught up on Cal and read almost all of it. I've read eight issues. I have four left. I really like it. It's it's honestly reminds me uh, thematically in some ways of Watchmen and, and the Dark Knight Returns, but like more of a, you know, in a his own spin kind of thing with Kyle and everything and Rod Rice. And I really like it. I really like my favorite character from the whole series so far is Radia. And on the bottom right under, um, under, I forgot what his name is. Is it Mecca or whatever his name is? That guy under, under him on the bottom, right. That, that girl who I'm assuming we don't know who it is yet. She looks like Radia. <laughs> so, and blaze is on the top, right. Plus Radia is like three letters away from Radiant. So yeah. it's kind of cool that, uh, you know, <laughs> You just uh, bought a vowel and two consonants, and then you got yourself no. But yeah, uh, and we got sweet. Perigato coming back, so that's always a plus. We love Perigato here. Eduardo yeah, our, Perigato. our workload quadrupled in the last like month or two. <laughs> like we got four superheroes that I talk to talk about in this universe, and I love it. It's like this nice little subsect of Image. It's a cool way to break in the 30th anniversary of Image, where now this we 2021 had the amazing breakout Radiant uh, Radiant Black, and now we've got Rogue Sun. We've got and from go red and the crossover ends with tease of another like it's it's really cool does anyone else get like a luchador vibe from her mask yes yeah it reminds me honestly of like if you've played yeah. one of the newer yeah, okay. like i don't play a yeah. lot of call of duty but some of the skins in the new call of duty games look like that <laughs> yeah i'm definitely Ooh. interested to find <laughs> not the rainbow one though because they, they have rambo and there's Warzone. a rambo one that is awesome they have rambo and i think john mcclain um but yeah, um, it does look very luchador-esque. The eyes, especially, it very, it very much has the lucha aesthetic, which is a good call-out for sure. That's really sweet. And uh, she's been underground, much like many lucha wrestlers. No, no more wrestling references. I'll spare you. But yeah, no, she, she looks <laughs> very mysterious. Yeah. So <laughs> that I think that we don't really know much about um, Dead Lucky, but we do know Melissa Flores, French Alemanio, and Mattia Yacono are gonna be. Or is it yet, John? I'm not sure. Are going to be working on this, and it's coming in 2022, so stay tuned for that. Um, we see in the back, you know, the first time all these uh, universe, read the universe, the Masterverse continues to expand. We see Radio Black Volume 1, Volume 2, um, ongoing series, issue 13, Radio Red, Rogue Sun, and Inferno Girl Red. Speaking of Radio Red, that's next week, so don't forget to check that out Wednesday at your local comic shop. Cherish Chen's going to be writing, David LaFuente on art, Mikhail Moreto on colors, and I think Sanchez will be doing letters or something. I'm not 100% sure. Um, anyway, that Supermassive was fantastic. Everyone, how, how did you like it? 10 out of 10 for me. One of the best things I've read in the past, I don't know, few years. It was fun from first page to last page. Def recommend it. 
I'm going to give it a 9.7. I don't know what they could have done that I would have liked more. Maybe uh, put in, like, Possum Watcher to put it up a couple more points. But, like, <laughs> Possum Watcher, whichever, either or. Uh, but, yeah, this was fantastic. I don't know what more you could want from a crossover of three characters that are meeting for the first time. So, yeah, good shit. Uh, everyone killed it. And if we get uh, two, per, two per two massive next year, I'm here <laughs> for it with uh, the Deadly Lucky or whatever. Like, let's... Let's go. Like, let's do this again. If uh, we're not killing these artists, like if Marcel, if like Costa's hands get to go and Igor is pumping up the great colors and everyone else returns, let's, let's get her going. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely I definitely give it 10 out of 10. Like I I expect it to be good, but I didn't expect to get all these like previews at the future. And I didn't I really didn't expect to see this giant robot just be going to town and just. Yeah, no, it was a ton of fun overall. And yeah, next issue was a ton of fun as well. Yeah, 100 um, percent. Fantastic. I highly recommend it. Justify the $6 price tag. If you haven't checked it out, the first appearance of two amazing new characters in this exciting massive verse. And it's just an amazing read. And all a few around. cameos. Oh, yeah. So check it out. Now we're going to move on to Rogue Sun number one. So yeah. I'll try to tamp. I'll try to timestamp this. If um, if I do, when I want to edit this episode, I might not. So apologize. But I'll try to timestamp this for those of you who want to avoid spoilers. So Even we're going to made of might have danced around spoilers. No, no, no. So we're, we've been good so far. So right okay. now we're going to talk about full spoilers about Rogue Sun. We're going to dive into the issue and review it. And it's 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 short and it's pretty quick, pretty fast paced. So I feel like we'll be able to cover a lot pretty short time. Um, yeah. So Rogue Sun, we go into this having a little bit of knowledge of what's what Rogue Sun's like, at least Marcus from Supermassive. Let's uh, look at the creative team. We got Rain, Brian Parrott as writer and uh, co-creator. We got Abel artist, uh, Abel as the artist and co-creator. We got Crystal Hallen as the colorist. Becca Carey as letterer. Um, variants by the amazing Declan Shalvey, Goni Montez, Abel, Danielle Dinuculo, and Walter Bayamante, Brett Booth, and Igor Monti. So um, Michael Basula, of course, editor and designer. So yeah. And right at the gate, Doctor Doom fighting uh, Rogue Sun right here, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, and man, like I just love. Like immediately, I noticed how sleek and clean and beautiful Abel's artwork and Chris O'Halloran's colors are. They have a perfect like uh, symbiosis, the two of them. I really feel the dark and gritty and the the, the supernatural elements of this. It, it fits the series. the vibe of Rogue Sun that we've gotten so far. Yeah. Yeah, we in New Orleans now, baby. We're in New Orleans and uh, we're kicking some ass. Right <laughs> yeah, inside like for that's... Mardi Gras. Yeah, exactly. It, and they're used to it at this point. They're like, no, let's just, it's, it's weird to see in this far north of Bourbon Street and stuff like that. Like, no, stuff like this always happens. As long as we stay clear, we'll be fine. That sounds like someone drunk who gets hurt all the time would say that. Like, you yeah. easily, like if things go sour, like if things go south, you're in trouble. It doesn't matter how far away from Bourbon Street you are. You're fucked if, if things get bad. So whatever. I like it though. Uh, that's true. Seems real. It's some tourists or something here. Should we be running for cover or something? Like they had no idea what's going on. Might be a good idea. Not not too true. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, they've never written Invincible. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> these guys actually uh, do look up at least. Yeah. Yeah. So we we find out a little bit more about Marcus. They they do show the background here that yeah he's been a veteran because you know people are used to seeing him, and he gets into this dark place. All these mannequins. We can see the um the energy residue left over from the guy he's chasing and he seems to be in a lot of pain um someone's talking to him or not yet sorry he seems to be talking to someone and then he seems to be hit with some sort of energy and he's in a lot of pain it seems like he's not 
uh, used to encountering people who are aware of who's like his identity and this it just seems like this isn't a situation he's you know normally put in where he's getting his ass whooped. Yeah, and should we talk about the ending? Because we know he doesn't die here. Or it looks like he doesn't die because he doesn't look like a ghost at the end, right? The, uh, I, I, we don't I, know I yet. It as more like his spirit is alive through the sunstone. Yeah, that yeah. I th- I think that's how I I took it, and I, I I also took it as kind of like maybe um Marcus like he, the same thing happened like when his when his shit had dad died kind of like he got the stone and then he was able to kind of recuperate with his dad kind of thing and then it goes down down. i don't know how ryan parrot plays but i've seen higgins do something very similar in issue four where our character's ass was beat at the bottom of a building or whatever yeah like he wasn't coming back (laughs) yeah so i don't see right right? so the fire burns out the stone leaves him is it like a radiant bonding we don't know the extent of his powers we don't know how durable he is we don't know what these guys used on him so there's easily away from the comeback to land the living but i'm cool if it's a jarell thing where he's just kind of like an ai in a suit or whatever either way it's cool that we get to see marcus interact with the sun at some in some context in the future yeah yeah awesome yeah maybe yeah go ahead i i was gonna say i kind of like maybe he could be connected to it kind of like a symbiote kind of thing that that just got some like you're saying i i think this was off before the podcast kind of got some yeah. Dylan Dylan Brock vibes. Well, we, we got some Venom vibes up in this for sure. I I think that uh, Marcus does kind of remind me of Eddie Brock, but also the son. Dylan's uh, Dylan is also the name of Eddie's son. There is a lot of that. It's its own thing for sure, but I definitely got a lot of like Venom influences, and I'm all here for it. By the way, if we get some like Venom oh, kind of time. dynamics, yeah, the father son dynamics where you know the the son like has reasons to hate the father, but maybe the father's not that big a, a, a bastard, right? Like I feel like there's reasons that Marcus is this way like maybe some maybe the family almost died at one point right and we didn't actually see what happened i feel like there's going to be some redemption for this character because something must have made him into this like bitter bastard beyond his father yeah yeah i almost see it as kind of like stepping in the shoes of someone and then kind of like every generation has kept stepping in the shoes of each other and kind of just going down this rabbit hole of shitheads <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, and this and, is called you know, prior, Not yeah prior <laughs> prior to the release of this issue we were talking about how you know we thought at least i thought that you know the theme of legacy was going to be an important one in this series because it seems like it's not only the legacy of marcus bell in terms of him passing on the mantle of uh, rogue son but also the legacy of what marcus bell means to to dylan like as a father what what is like what does his life mean as a father to him now that he's found out that he has this whole like you know, secret life, and he's been this person, does that change the way he views his father or some of the things he's done? Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how their relationship changes over the course of Dylan learning how to become Rogue's son. One thing I'm noticing now, if you look at the mask of, like, the faceless person that, quote-unquote, kills uh, Marcus, you can kind of see there's, like, a line going down his face in one panel, another one there's, like, a line going across to make that, like, little, like, Boba Fett T-shape that almost that Rogue's son kind of has, too. So maybe it's some connection to the rogue element. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I almost saw that as kind of also like uh uh like the glit zero zero one or whatever like his yeah. his kind mm-hmm. of X mark. I'm not sure if that is diagonal straight across, but yeah, definitely something going on under there. I love how symbolic. Like one of the things we talk about is giving all these characters the little quirks that help identify them. Like you associate you know gadgets instead of the art military stuff with or not military but you know like art uh, gadgets and uh, technology with batman you associate like you know 
um, like with webs and, and, you know, interesting devices with Spider-Man. And in Radiant Black, we've seen that you associate a whole, like, like a wealth of black hole related things. With the yeah. Rogue Sun, I really like the element of the like the sun going out when he dies. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you have like the yeah. two pages, like the two panels where he's burning out, and then it's literally it's it's out. Like, like the tribe has spoken, you know? Yeah. No, the tribe. Are we getting the survivor reference up in this? Holy shit! Uh, no fucking. You know? Okay, sorry. That that threw me. But yeah, yeah. He got his snuff torch, and there is no redemption island for. Uh, see the nerdier things the guilty pleasure stuff i'm just gonna go dive deeper like wrestling or survivor references but yeah you're right and we go from a character getting taken to school to literally being in school as we see young dylan and our main character is a bully who who would have seen that coming you know and i really like actually having a bully as a character for a change because i'm tired of like all the peter parker-esque or nice guys i feel like marshall is like a healthy in between like he's, he's not like so right much a bully yeah i think he's just a little bit entitled and when it comes to certain things but but um no flash I, thompson but we'll get solar flare thompson over D- here D- dylan so just seems like an asshole flare thompson. yeah dylan <laughs> seems good. like an asshole for all kinds of different reasons like he's he doesn't seem like he had a, a father figure to you know set him straight you know what and I mean? his mom and only like, has moldy food in the fridge which has got to <laughs> scar you mentally he, he's wearing a leather jacket so he must be a badass <laughs> exactly the the edgy you know hair the edgy hair and everything like and, and even the thing that he says like as we're watching him you know, as we're introduced to him at school here, after we see uh, Marcus die, we see that Dylan's first, the first thing he does is he's trapping this dude in a locker who's also writing his papers. And he just tells him, look, man, I'll get you a date to the prom if you just, you know, continue writing my papers. And, you know, he's, I'll, I'll let you, you know, who would I be if I let my best friend out of the locker? And he's like, you're kidding, right? But no, then he just walks with him and he runs into a girl that he used to be going Wait, out. Before that, I just want to say this one part. Dylan, he says, Dylan, I don't even want to go to prom. And then he says, everyone says that. And then the night and then the, night of the dance shows up. I, I really like Ryan Parents, Ryan uh, Paris writing. Just got to say that. Anyways, keep going. No, no right, yeah, <laughs> Ryan Parrott, that's a given. I just want to say Ryan Parrott's writing, Abel's artwork, uh, Crystal Hans colors, Becca's letters. Everything's fantastic. Uh, there is one thing I personally didn't like, and we'll talk about that later, but and you guys already know, but That's yeah, right, Ryan, uh, turn off now. We're sorry. I'll try to constrain. I'll try yeah. to keep. keep no, but no, it, I think it's still a fantastic comic, and you should definitely pick this up. It's the start of something really cool. But yeah, I I love his attitude here. He's just like like you know like he thinks he's even he thinks he's the shit. Where he's telling, uh, Vanessa was it? Where he's just like, look, I'm sorry, I didn't text you, but you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> Things have settled now, and she just walks past him like she, he's not just there. What is the whole porta body thing? It's never anything good. It can't be anything good. Hopefully, it's oh, not no. like the Jackass Three finale I, I, I or just, something. I just can't wait to hear about it, though. Yeah, you can't do. tease that. Yeah, I show. hope we do. Yeah, I don't want to. another. Uh, what was her name? The Ant. She's like Radium Roxy. Black? Roxy. Yeah. Radium Black. Roxy. Remember when they told like they taught like, teased oh, yeah. all this Roxy thing and nobody knows what a Roxy is now. You just know the password. God damn. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, we go to the uh, you know Dylan's house and we learn that everything in the house is green and we have Mr. Abernathy here to reveal some shocking info and uh, Bash, this is what you had a problem with, isn't it? Was his reaction? No, 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 not, not this part yet. Actually, I I really liked all this. He's still being a little bit of an ass. We see he's just showing us how much he you know the fa- what the family situation is like at home. Abernathy informs them that. 
Marcus passed away and that there's a secret was it possession thing that they have to do. Um, yeah, they're reading the will. A hearing with will, yeah, that they have to do at his at Dylan's. Uh, sorry, at Marcus's house. So they got to go there and. Obviously, his mom is uncomfortable, and he like obviously actually at first Dylan doesn't even want to go. He's just like I didn't like that guy, you know whatever. So why should I even go? But his mom was like, look, you know the the, the version of him that you've known must you know was a shithead, but the version of him that I've known was actually good, and I want to go honor that. So we'll go you know together one last time, then we never have to think about him again. And I'm like, okay, that's a, that's really that's good writing. Like I like that. The reaction and, of like, okay, yeah. so like my dad's a, okay, so like what a dude, what a flippant yeah. douche he is, yeah. but yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah I, I knew, I knew, I knew he hated him, but yeah. when he was asking him like how he died, but, and stuff, but, 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 was, but that's clearly oh, set yeah. up, right? That's clearly set up for oh, things for sure. we're gonna explore later. We're gonna see why that that's there, and hopefully. And William Morton, I can't say the next. Part I just, I just find it funny. He said, "Burned alive." Burned that's alive. Yeah, I, 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 just, I. I just glued yeah. into that. Um, Good point. Yeah. One thing, <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, bracelet on his wrist right there, it's like it looks like a friendship bracelet. Oh, I bet he got that from Vanessa. I bet money. Because <laughs> it doesn't look like his friends. I don't think the dude he's throwing in a locker uh, made him that. So, uh, yeah. I'd be- that, yeah, I'd back that. I'd back that. That's just one mm-hmm. prediction. And it's it's crucial. If we learn where that bracelet came from, this whole story comes together. No, but yeah, that's, all- that, that's the Kathy of Rogue Son, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't even get me started. We see that the car, I don't know if you guys caught the car that they took up. It was like a driver car, like the one that Nathan's driving in issue one of Radiant Black. Like yeah. their Uber. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a nice little Oh, tight. yeah, driver? Yeah, to make this oh, one yeah. a nice little tight universe. Yeah. Yeah. Good, a lot of, pickup, yeah. Oh, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like this. We get the big mansion and, uh, you know, this is we get to meet the other family. How, how can this not be awkward? We gotta mention. No, I, I really, I really so. like, I really like the look of the mansion because as I brought up before we started recording, I was like, this is a real Knives Out like vibe. If you've seen that movie, <laughs> this reminds me a lot of that. But uh, yeah. yeah, you get to the mansion and you could already tell it's tense because you could see Brock, the son of uh, little Damien, yeah. pissed off. Yeah, basically little Damien. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> he's just already staring out the window like I am the proper Batman, you know. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. Tim. Like that's the dynamic I get from this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I am the one who was raised to be like, you know, like and this dude's just like, yeah. Um anyway, he he here is Dylan and his mom they're going and you could tell it's already awkward as hell, and you immediately like feel the difference in uh in, in it's almost like get out, but like, you know, like it, like Rogue Sun version. Everyone's the, like rich as hell. There's like paintings and shit. It's the weird. portrait of him. That doesn't look like something that the guy that we saw in Supermassive would have gotten of himself. It looks no. so weird. I I agree. Yeah, it, he did. He didn't look like the kind of guy who would have a vanity portrait. But yeah. you know, we don't know. But much but I about. think I I think he said they said that he married a wealthy woman like the yes. second time. So yes. this is her family because she says also that her family lived in that house for two generations. So for all we know. He doesn't like that setup. He's just there. You know what I oh, mean? for yeah. sure. I, I yeah. it just just yeah. the smug, like the look of him. He doesn't seem like that guy. No, like, it looks like massive. Do people know his identity? What? These kids, the kids know, right? Yeah. The kids know yeah. that he's uh, he about the sunstone. No, I mean yeah. like the public and stuff. Like it could be like a Bruce Wayne oh. situation, kind of like yeah. just like yeah. a fancy portrait, just to kind yeah. of play the part. That's a good point. That's true. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good point. That's a very yeah. Good he's point. a philanthropist. Um, yeah. What, how how long after Supermassive does it take place? I forget. I know we asked. I'm honestly not sure. Um, but it should probably be like the very next day or the same. I wouldn't say it was too long. I want to say yeah. more than like a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's yeah. anything that. 
Because yeah. they don't really mention yeah. anything that happened to Supermassive here. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I, I was just wondering. No, no, it's, it's a good yeah. question. But yeah. Uh, well, for the portrait, I don't even know if he shaved. No, he's shaving later on when you see him. So yeah, he's <laughs> chilling. He looks like, you know, it's like well, it's like Bring Goblin Willem Dafoe vibes a little bit in this photo. Yeah. Like, and, and I dig it. So yeah, we get the family dynamics. We get to meet Gwen. Ori and Breck, Brock. Ori and Brock. No, Gwen and Dylan are, are the mom. The kids. No, Gwen and Dylan, I'm Julia Bell. This is my... Oh, never mind. You're right, you're right. right. Yeah. Gwen's the mom. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gwen's Dylan's mom, and these are Julia, Ori, and Brock. So... Ori, and Ori, I don't know if she has the will of or not, but it's cool. No, Ori apparently knows him, because she's like, oh, yeah, aren't you that school. kid that dated Vanessa? And he's just like, fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's but, true. Uh, but I I swear immediately, like even the thing he says to to uh, Brock says to Dylan, he's like, oh, you don't look like our father. That's da- that's fucking that's Damien. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Dam- that's Damien right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it all, all day long. Give me some oh, Damien. Yeah, yeah but I don't know why people don't like Damien. He's great. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, we see that they're they're onto the will. Um, you know, Marcus Randolph Bell, blah blah blah. I want to pass these things on. Using to you. using the full name, that sounds very much like iconoclast, rich ass motherfucker. Using like Marcus Randolph Bell. Yeah, I mean, know? look look at that dining room. Look at the dining table. Look how big it is, dude. Bro, that's like the round, the knights round table or whatever. That's like they're rich as hell. Bro. Well, it fits because he's got he's the knight. You yeah. Know? You, you so um, yeah, like like you could see that she like the mom doesn't even stutter. Like she doesn't even seem to like Juliet doesn't even really seem to care about. Like how this is gonna go down, really? It's the kids who are ultimately, it's Ori and Brock who seem to be ultimately invested in the Sunstone. She maybe she doesn't. Know, maybe she, was, she knows he's not really dead. If he's not yeah. really dead, right? Yeah. I mean, he came back. She, she's not that surprised when in in no. the next page when he actually announces that it goes to Dylan. The yeah. Mom, like both of the kids are like, "What the fuck is happening?" But the mom is. It looks like she almost yeah. already knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. She doesn't look phased at all. No, maybe they talked. Of, maybe they talked about it prior. Yeah, or... yeah, she might have already known. It's cool that we've got this lawyer who's totally down to like give away superpowers too. Like, is he like <laughs> yeah. a specific superhero yeah, lawyer? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm telling you that that was the part that shook, and then we'll talk about that in a second. But anyway, so he leaves, you know, here too. He gives Juliet his wife co- uh, control of all his corporate holdings and his personal estate and trust. So he says, and this must hurt when you say that in front of your first wife, but my life would have been incomplete without you. Damn, Ryan, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> um, damn, like that's cold. But, you know, as he says, who will receive his most prized possession? And he says it wasn't an easy decision. It's a life of service and obligation, but it's going to go to. And you can see Brock's eyes glinting. The little Damien fuck is just like, you know, and, uh, or, or he's just like, mm, an opportunity presents itself. I love that panel where it shows him and he's just like, I'm going yeah. to my son. <laughs> it's and my it's precious. Like, yeah, it's my it's precious. like he broke that two piss off. Uh, yeah. Brock. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dylan's just like, what the hell is going on? Like, all this for some, like, little thing, you know? And uh, the reaction is telling, though. When when they freak out, when Ori and, and Brock freak out, Dylan's honestly finally interested. He's just like, I don't get it. Is this expensive? Is this thing? But then he touches it. This and is it the evolves part. his gloom into a blossom. No, I'm kidding. This is this is the part that I personally didn't like. Like I I thought, and I the still think, uh, I still think no no just this particular panel here, and I'm explaining like, but I still think this whole issue is fantastic. So no shade. I think this is just posting something that didn't resonate with me. How dare you? Says Dylan. There's no easy way to say this. Your father didn't die in an automobile accident. He led a secret life as a mass vigilante, and it was his dying wish that you take up his mantle, and you are the next rogue son. And he's just like fuck me. <laughs> I'm just like that was. 
there was just no time to process that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's that's just, what death is like, uh, Bashar. Uh, sometimes you don't have time to process death, and you just become a superhero that night. You don't have time sometimes. No, I I can see that. He just doesn't even process like the mantle or anything. He's just like, oh, like time to go superhero, you know? Like I'm gonna be better than dad. Like what? You know what I mean? But he's not mourning his dad. He didn't lose anything. He hasn't had his father for years, so he's really not mourning shit. And now he's got the superpower thing on top of it. So this is actually something that will give him a reaction. Yeah. yeah I, just want, I just want to know why he wants to be better than his dad at this. Like it, just, it doesn't make sense. It yeah, would leave a chip on his shoulder. It. At first, the motivation seemed more like money, like, oh, is is this box expensive? What's in there? And then he gets it. He's like, oh, we can make lots of money with this kind of thing. So looks like he does kind of want to help out. But at the, I, I do get what you're saying. Because yeah, he, he's saying, like, what does he tell his mom? So, yeah, we get to that part. Yeah, so let's let's just get, real quick, get to the next part. We see Suave introduced for the first time. Awesome villain. Awesome design. Really good yeah. cool design. And there's no G.I. Joe to stop Cobra this time. He's coming in, and he is fucking <laughs> pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like this sick name. Yeah, I, really, was, I, I like this whole scenario. It was cool. Like, it's it's a cool way to introduce. It could be Ghostmaker's brother, <laughs> Toastmaker. He <laughs> goes to all these fancy events now. But uh, no, no, I think he's cool. I like the way he talks, and I really love his interaction with Rogue Son later on. I thought that was cool, where he he knew that he was the new guy. He's like, okay, I'll stop this right now. Well, you know, what if you tell me what my name is? Like, anyways. Um, no, the auction was nice. Uh, it was just a cool introduction, and then we get the scene between. Uh, Dylan and his mom here. With great power comes great. Oh wait, no, wrong comic. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, basically. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. Uh, you know she just tells him how you know how she met Marcus and you know that he saved her, which is kind of weird that she just like kind of went out with a guy who just saved her. Like, I mean, I guess, but like you didn't know shit about him. But I guess the shiny night armor was enough. Bro, yeah. if a girl if a girl saved me from a drunk driver, I you know I, I'd be going out of there probably. <laughs> probably you'd yeah. have to. I mean, really impress yeah. me. I mean, it's just my life we're saving. Like I don't. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like if I mean, that's a pretty. It's a way to make an entrance. I'll tell no, you. That I'm, just, I'm just saying. Like I'm not saying I'm judging her for accepting. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying I'm judging I'm judging Marcus for just asking some chick out. He just saved her life. Like you're, just, you're putting her on the <laughs> spot, man. You're putting her True. on the spot. True. But when I read that, it said eight months later. I thought it was gonna be eight months later. You were born. That's right. That night we conceived you, and you were born. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, that was quick. Uh, just cutting right to the chase. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ, that's a rogue <laughs> baby right there. If I ever seen one myself, but. Uh, no, so uh, she's just. I like how I like how, you know, aesthetically we were talking about how it looks like a fiery night, but then she's like a night to open the side. Like I like how like even she thought of it as a night. Like that's cool. A knight uh, in flaming armor coming to save your ass, and like yeah, it was cool. And like I, I get that. Like she still goes like he was a different guy before, and the way they explain him leaving of like the responsibility of being a superhero and a father, and this is a new. Well, I don't know how long uh a lot how long it took for uh Dylan to come along, but. That is a lot. Like, I don't have that much time now, and I'm not doing any superhero stuff. So you can see how that would be a lot. You know, like, my responsibility is like a cat, and even that's a... a, a it, it seems like that's <laughs> where their family split apart. Like, she's saying, okay, her and Marcus were happy for a bit, you know, but it seemed like the responsibility of being a superhero and a father seemed like too much for him. And she said that's what she told herself when, you know, that he left to protect them. But, you know, she's like, that theory fell apart when they kind of got remarried. So you can see that she doesn't really... I don't know if, like fully yeah i'm assuming here but it doesn't seem like she really hates marcus it seems like she you know she harbors feelings for him she still like kind of loves him but she also like kind of resents him for leaving you know what i mean but there's a, there's obviously a part of her that longs to see him 
I, I that line hurts at the end when she says like, uh, but then I guess that theory fell through when he got remarried, right? Of like why he left because he needed to. Was like ah, that that sucks. I feel bad for for the mother's yeah. name. I forget right now, but you know, there's also the elements of like. Marcus might not even know what a healthy relationship is if he sees his father beating up his mom with the costume on, right? So this guy does not know what a healthy relationship is as far as we know. And we don't know how what kind of father he was to his, uh, his next family with Julia. Yeah, Brock yeah, Brock's a prick, so you know it's trouble already. <laughs> That's true. Definitely seems like they have a better relationship for sure. But I think I the one thing I found a little strange um, – was I thought I was expecting a little bigger reaction um, kind of from the mom not wanting Dylan to activate this sunstone. Knowing stone, what it would be, yeah. Knowing what it it has done to her to her life and what it could do to her I, son. I, I, and, she, and she has that line later on, but I just thought it should have maybe been a little more. I think, uh, maybe, I, I think that maybe she thinks it's inevitable. Like like who's she might yeah like, like maybe like she knew father, like she accepted yeah. it okay yeah I can go yeah. with that I can go with also that. Yeah. she's probably ready to shut them off to military school since he's such a prick already that's like fucking yeah. same thing <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but after that after he you know he says don't worry I can do this I promise I can be better than him I want to explore those motivations more in future issues because I feel like I want to know why he wants to be better than his father but I feel like yeah that's all for later and the, the hand lighting up is cool like that's how you but, know you get the no, 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 fire. The next page is, the, you know, another gorgeous page, one of the best pages of this issue, if not the best page, of him activating the Rogue Sun power for the first time. And we get a glimpse of, I'm assuming. That's the same future. page. That's like the top of this page. Of the yeah. page. It's, yeah, but, it's just with the hand with the with the fire to let him know yeah, that yeah. the Rogue Sun is calling. And then no, this no, no, is the no. This page. is when he activates his powers. Yeah, like, we're I think. talking about the splash page. Splash page, yeah. Yeah, and the page before yeah. is where his hand lights up when he. It yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're saying, we're saying, look at that page where this power is. That shows us a lot of things that's happening in the future, including what I'm assuming might be a few good guys yeah. and bad guys. We but get Radiant Black. We get Radiant Black. And, and, we, and we have already gotten Radiant Black, and you get like that sword. Isn't that Suave's sword, or is it a key sword? Or it might it? be a little different. I thought it was his, but the Whispers are back. That's right. Kirkman yes. has said it's time. We're bringing in the Whispers. No, <laughs> they have like armor on, like zombies with armor or something. That looks freaking sweet. So we probably got the undead. Uh, we've got like wolves that could be on fire. That could be sun wolves, which would be is cool. that a sun making out with someone like under Radiant Black, or like what's happening under the sword? You're not um, Oh, I don't know if he's uh, making out with someone. It looks like he's holding somebody who's dead or unconscious. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it yeah. looks like someone who's yeah. dead. I, I, think. I wonder if the number two seventeen will have any significance in the future too. Yeah, that's true for sure. Yeah. I so, think he's bobbing for apples. It's a Halloween party. Now, um, two seventeen. I don't know what that's going to be, but numerologists. Uh, All right, Discord up. detectives, you're on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll, it's they'll figure it out. There's yeah, a burning rose on the left too. A burning flower. And then there's another yeah. rogue knight like on the bottom. So I don't know why they show him. Maybe his father's returning in some context. Because why would there be two rogue sons, right? Why would they show him the future if it's if it's him? Weird. So might, def- might, honestly, this might be the past. This might all be no, stuff that already they, happened. They show him in multiple parts. Yeah. 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 Like he, he did meet Radiant Black. Maybe all, everything else here is different things in the past that Marcus um, went through his rogue son. He didn't. Yeah. He he didn't meet Radiant. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. This might be like a memory. Like it's uploading the memory save. Basically. The last. Yeah. You know, you know? Oh shit. So last, and that's but, just like a straight up Keyblade too. So we might get Mickey, Donald, and and Goofy yep, popping in here. Sakurai's not the only one. <laughs> 
that's getting the rights to this stuff. So that's pretty sweet. So a big get for Image. We got Disney hopping on. But no, I'm just kidding. But that's that's a cool panel with a lot of foreshadow when we've already had a lot of foreshadowing in Supermassive. So already, you know, we've we've fleshed out these characters. This isn't just like I've got six issues planned because I don't think you can fit in zombies and Catwoman. Dude, and, I'm, I'm honestly like really intrigued in this character. Like I honestly really enjoyed this issue. Like I, yeah, like, I freaking love this shit. I loved it. Yeah. This this dude's like interesting. He's a little ass, but he's interesting. I compare this to other stuff, but I mean, it's, if it's reminding me of stuff I love, like we mentioned, dude, he's, Invincible dude, he's a ton a, of times. He's, he's a chip off the old fiery pops, then. Like, what do you say? Yeah, the, the rogues for sure. I can I can see a little bit of Moon Knight in here, like with the kind of like it, it's his mission. He's got to take these people from different dimensions, kind of like. Yeah. I was gonna say supernatural people, but yeah, no, I I definitely like it. There yeah. there could be a lot of cool stuff thrown in here. I'm hoping Rogue Son's big bad is like Paladin Moon or something. Like it would be pretty sweet, but. Moon Knight, it's Moon Knight fever that we're catching. I, it is cool to get, like, it is kind of like cosmic Batman kind of stuff, and it's not, is Azrael cosmic? I know he went to space in uh, Justice League Odyssey. That's all I know of him. Uh, really, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I would say he's more supernatural. I'd say he's more supernatural. Yeah. But. Yeah. But either way, he's got a cool design, and I actually like this character more than uh, Azrael from what I've read so far. So, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. It's like a Death Knight. We've mentioned Death Knight before, but, like, with, like, a fire kind of spice to it. Like, I think the design is freaking really cool. And yeah, kind of Darkhawk, Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things are awesome. So if you can get that kind of flavor in this, you got yourself a stew going, and they really do as we head into the confrontation with Suave here. And I mentioned before, but I love the way this was handled. Yeah, I mean, I w- it's cool because as readers, we kind of know that he's going to get destroyed. <laughs> like, or at least he's not going to have a very... He, he definitely doesn't know that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't know that. And right away, once we see him crash into the scene, we're just like, oh, this isn't going to go well. No, he he pinballs off the alleyway and then hits the hits a dumpster like it's rough and hey flying ain't easy you know it's not everyone know, has their omni dad to teach them that it's just like peeing your pants on purpose you really got to figure this shit out so yeah and uh, I love it. he's like well that was quite the entrance I was and here I was thinking just thinking you were dead but uh, he knows because you would know who your arch enemy or whatever what he sounds like and I love how they mentioned like the posture is different and everything I think that was a nice touch. Yeah, and we can obviously see that Suave isn't someone who's unfamiliar with Rogue Sun. They have a history, and it's obviously it seems kind of long too. Like these, they've fought multiple times in the past, and um, it looks like a Heineken bottle in the bottom yeah. of the page there. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that's why that's why we're able to, or not we, but that's why Suave is able to find out that this isn't the same Rogue Sun because he's just like, wait, like this dude doesn't even like. This dude seems like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't yeah, have the, I, the retorts. Yeah. I yeah, do love that. I, I think we're gonna see that a few times for yeah. sure. Yeah, and so he's just like, look, man, I'll hand myself in right now and leave. But what's my name? And he just, we we could just see that Dylan is is an amateur at this. He has no idea what he's doing. You know, like he's a teenager. He's just a teenager at this point, like messing around, and he gets his ass whooped. Does he like slash his face? Yeah. Dude, he gets slashed everywhere. Like, this dude gets his ass... Like, Mar- like Dylan gets his ass whooped. Dude, he should have done an S. Gun old Zorro on his ass. That would have been sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think it's convenient that he's just like... This, this is the good old Gotham convenience right here. But obviously, in uh, in, in this city, it's just like, now lucky for you, I prefer thievery to murder. Or lucky for you indeed, little Dylan. Yeah, that, he was suave. You know, I love it. The dialogue, yeah. this, cleaning off the blade, like, clean cut, see you later. I got this, I'm on the truck. 
piece. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's got the confidence. It's going to be tough for him, too, because a lot of these villains, we don't know how many villains Rogue Son had. I'm assuming it's uh, quite, quite a bit because he's been, been for a while. In ser- yeah, he's been in service for a, a long time, but like they've all fought him. So they know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. Yeah. They might know this. So it's going to be and tough you, for a new guy. You think about like reading Strange number one with Clea, Sorcerer Supreme. Like you think about the role of like Sorcerer Supreme, like that person has roles or things that yeah. they have to do. And once the Sorcerer Supreme is like dead and there's a new one, like obviously some people are going to take that opportunity to like, you know, penetrate certain barriers or, or, you know, mess with the astral planes or whatever. And we've seen that happen during Death of Doctor Strange. And I feel like it's going to be cool to, like Charlie said, explore that effect here in Rogue Sun because the mantle has been changed. And as we see here, the first reaction from Suave is, is immediately when he notices that Rogue Sun is coming is, I know that sound, it can't be. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if he's saying it can't be, it means he must have gotten, like, he must have gotten the Just from the push sound, he knows. Yeah. You know, that could yeah. be the Human Torch coming by, but no. Yeah, but he knows Boom. that That's he knows that Rogue Sun is dead, so are people going to take this opportunity of Rogue Sun being dead to, you know, I mean, go that back might be out why there? He, yeah. That might be why he chose to go to the auction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it looked like his death is. was pretty public too. Like he literally was in the middle of the street in front. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Office. No, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that is the case. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. So yeah, we could see a lot of crime popping up because they're going to take advantage and they won't expect to see Rogue Son. So it's going to be a surprise for both of them when they realize they have to deal with a new Rogue Son. And he realizes he's got to be a superhero. Plus, his dad's going to be shitting on him the whole time if 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 this last panel is any indication from this last page. Yeah. You're embarrassing me as his dad shows up. So, I mean, this could be a vision, right? Unless he popped out of, like, the dumpster. I don't know where he's coming from in this alleyway, right? <laughs> Unless he's got, like, a hideout in it yeah, or something. I'm telling you. If you never know. His suit's still pretty clean, yeah. though, to be hopping out of the dumpster. Good point. I don't know. Yeah. Good point. It's like the peacemaker thing, man. That, he might be alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he might, yeah. might be tripping. Vigilante. He might be alive. Oh, man. Vigilante, man. It's, he's the best. Yeah. He's so... I mean, let's make a prediction. Do we think he's alive? What is his vision? You see, I think he, I think he's probably alive, but I also think, like Addy said, it could be like uh, the firestorm effect, where like the orb has him, like you know, like conjured up or some shit. Because <laughs> if that kind of makes sense with the splash page too, how those are Marcus's memories as Rokson, and then yep, maybe maybe that's how the the stone yep. works. You know, you get the previous owner to kind of tutor or mentor. Yeah, the new owner. It's not just Marshall getting stoned. I mean, this issue we saw him <laughs> There we go. There we go. Uh, I'll be here till Thursday. Um, yeah, uh, I do think that's a good point with the memory sync. I think that's entirely on the table. He looked dead, but there's there is definitely a way to write out of, write your way out of that. Oh, like there's like a thousand ways. So it could go either way. The fact that he looks just like that though, it's not projecting anything. Like you'd think like maybe there'd be like a fire aesthetic if it was like a projection from the stone or some kind of like light kind of thing. But I. I am kind of leaning towards what Ali is saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't, we don't even really know where this stone comes from yet or anything, anything about that. So I don't know, maybe, maybe that realm, maybe he's trapped in that realm somewhere. I'd be curious to see if he can see farther memories down the line, like his great, like his great grandpas or something, his grandpas. I, I don't know. We'll see. But some, some cool stuff. I uh I'm interested to see it's gonna be tough doing some underage drinking and going to parties with your dad all the, always with you with this stone connection that's gonna suck. Oh yeah. That's gonna be pretty annoying for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like doesn't chug a beer probably like you're embarrassing me, so I'm like dad. What, <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, literally with the K. Uh yeah. So um 
I'm I really like this first issue. Like I actually really dug it. I'm intrigued. I'd give it an eight point five personally. Yeah, same. Yeah. Right, same thing, eight point five. It was it was pretty same. good. Great introduction, good amount of action, backstory. Um excited to see where it goes from there. Uh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, totally agree. And I was also super happy with all the stuff at the back. Was not expecting that. I don't know if that was was that announced. Was that was that told we were gonna get some cool cool extras? Um, I don't think so. Not as far as I know, but it was definitely a pleasant surprise to me. Yeah, like those yeah, the, cool. the inks and the whole process of how the script went, each panel by panel. That was a pretty good insight to how their process worked. I'm so happy for Ryan Parrott. You know he's pumped with this. I would be too. Rogue Son is freaking badass. Like, I can't wait to go oh, to cons yeah. and see, like, the poster of him and then, like, see Parrott doing signings. Like, that's awesome. He, he, already, he already stopped. Like, if you were on social media today, he stopped at some shops in, I'm assuming, California or wherever he lives. I think it's California. Yeah, but I just scroll past those because yeah. I know I can't go. Man, he signed, he signed a bunch of copies. No, but that's still cool. I don't know. Like, for us, I, I was uh, on Instagram. I saw that Jed stopped at our shop, and he was signing a bunch of copies. And I got signed Strange, number one, and Timeless, number one. Yeah, so. Jed's great. We yeah, love Jed. yeah um, Jed's the best. Yeah. I want them to sign the Nova Scotia part. I'm super massive when I see them. But um, <laughs> um, I was going to say, yeah, no, this was freaking sweet. And I'm... I'm so pumped we got to interview these guys before uh, before the issues came out. Like this this is sweet and this universe is gonna flourish. Like you can tell. Yeah. Like, this is a genuinely good shit made by people that love it with the freedom of image. Like it's only gonna go up from here. Yeah, and you know if you enjoy um, Radiant Black, if you really enjoy Radiant Black and you're a fan of Radiant Black, then check out the Radiant Black Discord. We've got a lot of the creators on the Discord. We often talk about Radiant Black. We cover all the news. We provide links to all the exclusive variants as well as other variants that As this out. podcast was going, and, uh, Basood will reveal what the letter column is going to be for Radiant Red. It's going to be called Scarlet Letter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basood's on there supposed... correcting everyone. He's basically yeah. he's basically the, the, the Discord <laughs> editor as well, to be honest. I, I was just about <laughs> to say, how like, many things yeah. is he in charge yeah. he like, he, of? He's like incredible he's yeah he, exactly he's pr for the entire massive verse like he just he's he's the guy like he knows everything like he and, just and knows. He, it is always sarcastic and hilarious it's usually at night because of the time difference he's and he just fucks yeah. Up. yeah he's the best like truly like michael if you're listening you're the best <laughs> oh we all appreciate you you're, you're honestly the best but um no like uh yeah uh yeah check out the discord check out you know, follow us on Twitter at Radiant Black Pod on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at The Comic Chic. We always talk about uh, comics. Check out Charlie on Twitter. Uh, what's your Twitter? I forget your Twitter. Um, at DC Cavalier, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Check out Charlie. Dude reads a lot of comics and got a lot of comic book knowledge. And he's also super into Radiant Black. We got you know a huge community here. Um, are we gonna get a Radiant Black crossover in the future? I mean, if that stuff was in. If they showed Radiant Black, I imagine for they're going to sure. pop up. I, yeah. I, I, I the chances so. for Radiant Black and Rogue Sun are definitely higher than Rebel Gore Red. Yeah, 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 I would, yeah, I would agree. With They'll that. be like uh, invincible. And they, they, and they already people. told us on the podcast when we interviewed them. They were like, if the circumstances are appropriate, they will 100% cross them over. There's no reason not to. Like they're all part of the same playground now. I mean, technically, Radiant Black already crossed over into Rogue Sun. He was, he was in the first issue. Mm-hmm. They yeah, go to exactly. freaking basketball games together or whatever. Like they'll be drinking. They'll be like Marshall and Nathan at the bar planning how to like yeah. write their next big movie or whatever. Like they're they're, they're definitely gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, and you never know. Like if Dylan if Dylan wants to go meet other people that are super powered and he's just like, Oh, I saw this guy in my visions, right? When I touched the stone, like who, who is he? Right? Like that could That's, be a way. 
Yeah. That's what's going to be interesting when they do crossover because you know they kind of set this up where uh, Marx is talking to Marshall like, look, no one's going to help you, blah, 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 don't expect this, but like you got this on your own. And then when he sees him again, he's like, oh, Marcus. And then the mask comes off. It's like, who the hell are you? Marcus is like, no, that was my dad. He's kind of a prick, but I'm Marcus <laughs> or I'm uh, I'm Dylan. Like you can see like this. Oh, for sure. It was laid down. Like I'm I'm excited. Like this, the threads are there and I'm intrigued. Definitely. Good. Yeah, just yeah. just re- real quick, just looking at the cover for issue two, like that little portrait looks like they're gonna yeah. be replacing replacing that portrait up in the in the front in the mansion there. Oh shit! We'll see. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I like this intense family drama situation we've got going on within the the Rogue Sun comic. It's exciting. But, yeah, I can't uh, wait to see Dylan get superpower or uh, Brock get superpowers and start killing people and ask why we shouldn't be killing people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, no. So can't wait. I, yeah, can't wait. So if you if you check out those socials, lots of good content there. And don't forget that you know, part of um, we're doing a radiant black giveaway. So I think we're currently at three sixty ish. Yeah, three. We're currently at. I'm gonna look at my check right now. Three sixty four followers on Twitter. Once we hit four hundred, we're gonna be giving away a trade a radiant black trade paperback volume two, which has issues seven to twelve. So. All you have to do to be part of the giveaway is just follow us on Twitter and message us who your favorite character from the new Massive Verse uh, expansions are from the new series. So tell us it's Rogue Sun, Inferno Girl Red, Dead Lucky, Jace, um, Radia, Jace, Radia Red, Kevin McCatterson. Uh, you know, there's a lot of amazing characters. Oh, so it's not just the people in the crossover. We can say Kevin, and Kevin's on the I mean, Kevin just came out, so that's why I'll put him in there because he's S-tier, S-tier. That's voted by the community, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, we just want to apologize again for the uh, the the there won't be a, a recording or a video of the trivia night because there was audio, audio issues, use, yeah, unfortunately. But next year, you rest assured that we'll have that sorted. So we'll have it sorted. If we don't, yeah. the only way to guarantee you're going to hear it is to be there live in person. <laughs> so yeah. the there you go, easy as exactly. that. And if you haven't gotten your foils and or if you missed out on the radiant black foils and missed out on other variants like i said come be part of the discord people are always looking out for each other they're posting links we're always there on time everyone's waiting it's crazy got the army the radiant army always ready to go so uh yeah anyway thank you everyone for joining us today it's been fantastic i hope to see you all next time everyone stays radiant <laughs>